Hi, this is Tamara Wade, and welcome to the Tamara Wade Show. I'm excited to be talking with Sherry McSweeney, the Director of Finance, and you've got a very long title here. Production. Production. So she uh, actually works with our agents, um, mainly on the resale side, and um, cuts their commission checks and does a whole lot of things. But one of the topics that I wanted to go over today is um, how agents don't realize that they're actually business owners. And so don't, they don't think of themselves that way. So they don't set themselves up, their business up. And I'm guilty of that. I did it for about, gosh, I've been in the business 20 years, so probably about 18. I did just, mm -hmm. I'm an agent, really didn't pay attention to how, you know, all these different opportunities I could have been working on with people that I know and, you know, making sure I set myself up from a tax situation, all that kind of stuff. So, um, Sherry, I guess it, tell us a little bit about you and kind of like, you know, what should agents be doing? Well, my background is, is pretty strong in the uh, finance area, but I've worked in real estate and with real resale agents for a number of years. So, I think the biggest thing is, is like you said, Tamara, they don't they don't look at it at, as a business. When they get started, they're they're anxious to go out there and secure that first commission check, and and then they've realized that they have dues that have to come out of it, and they haven't planned appropriately for those expenses. Um, and not only that, but of course their taxes. So it's always a good idea for an agent to um, set themselves up like a business, and whether that be through setting up an LLC, which is usually recommended, so that they can um, appropriate the right amounts towards expenses, salaries, uh, marketing, things like that, that they don't think about when they're, when they're just starting out in real estate. And I think that's an important thing because they get down to tax time, which we're at right now, and now they have a big debt that they have to pay that they didn't plan for um, appropriately through the um, through the year. But not only that, but they also don't look at certain things that need to be done, like setting themselves up and planning for um, a stream of income. Mm -hmm. For example, they just they're trying to get the next best deal, the one that's hottest and right ready to go. Um, and uh, you know, ultimately things happen, and and that deal could fall through, and it couldn't come through at the time it's planned. So, um, not not appropriating enough time for lead generation, for example, that mm -hmm. they want to um, work on one deal, and if that one doesn't come through, then they're stuck. Mm -hmm. But if they're con consistently blocking out enough time in their day and schedule, or having an assistant, you know, constantly reach out to try to um, obtain new leads and new opportunities, it keeps a stream of income coming in for them down the road. Mm -hmm. Which it's true, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's the thing we, you know, we're focused when we're as an agent, we're focused on one particular buyer, one particular seller, and or you know a few, but we forget about you got to constantly be working that funnel and keep trying to move those leads through. And you know, I I've heard like through the years, like you're supposed to take like if you have a commission check, you take X amount a percentage right. to your taxes, and then you take X amount for something else and something else. Do you have you heard that? Right. And like, what do you know? Right, what it and, is? and I think you know people have said before, you know, like put a third away for your taxes, and and all that depends on how how your business flows, and it's not easy to recommend that depending on how they're set up, how their taxes flow, if it's throat flows through their personal or through an LLC, but definitely planning, planning for that that whole check can't be used up and then you're hoping to get another one and that's going to cover it and it continues to go in that process to the end of the year. 
But I also think they need to try to set aside things and, and make a business plan, like how they're going to approach it. And we, we try here with our agents to sit down, even if it's a simple business plan, to determine how much they need um, to live on and then look at what kind of expenses they have. And it's a good exercise for them to go through. But you being an agent know that typically agents aren't that detailed kind of people. They don't like to think about those things and they shy away from them because maybe they don't understand them. But I think at least here, we try to sit with our agents and say, hey, we'll, we'll work with you on that. We'll mm -hmm. sit down, we'll go through the plan, we'll talk about the things that you can expense and how, what kind of attention you need to give to lead generation or marketing. Um, it's, it's a constant thing that we hear from our agents too, that they're not good at this or they're not good at that. And that's where the, the support of the brokerage and from somebody like you with the experience um, we have to offer them if they take advantage of it but they have to be willing to not be scared of it mm -hmm. because they don't understand it well and that's that's true so if you think about um, you know if an agent has a commission check and they're putting X amount to taxes another part of it should go to marketing and if mm -hmm. they're not good with paperwork another percent of it should percentage should be for you know future contract to close mm -hmm. type things you know spent they need to be spending their time where they're the best that's at right. it that's and right. I've learned through the years to do that. Taxes, um, you know, you get a good CPA that will actually tell you, you know, you need every month go ahead and basically pay yourself X, but it's truly not going to you. It's going to your right. taxes. So it doesn't surprise you because I have been there where mm -hmm. I, I've not done that. And then all of a sudden, you know, tax time comes and then you're, you're looking at it going extend, 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 mm -hmm. and then you can't extend anymore. And then you're like, okay, I don't want to have you know, money owed to the IRS, because then that affects if you're trying to buy a car, you're trying to buy a house, like, I mean, all, right. you know, that all that stuff pops up too. Right. And you have to provide tax returns for those kind of things. And you have to understand that as an as a um, independent contractor, you're paying as an employer, you're paying both sides in some of the taxes on um, um, where if you're used to being on payroll, you know, that's all handled for you, but it's not handled if you're an independent contractor. So that kind of planning has to has to take place. And I think you're right. I think it's just trying to find the people that can do that. And just because you're not good at it, it mean the, the best, smartest move is to find somebody that is and let you continue to do. If, if your thing is selling, then make sure you have a pipeline full of people that you can be selling to. And while, while you're doing that, somebody else is in the background filling out your paperwork and filing your tax returns or whatever mm -hmm. that may be um, and, and just set aside enough funds to, to keep that going. And it's a hard start, but, but we can help. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, the, the thing when agents come on is they, to start like that thought process, because nobody ever gave me that direction. Mm -hmm. I had a fabulous broker, but I didn't spend enough time, I guess, to, to get that kind of information. We never did a business plan. I can't say that the attempt wasn't there, but I didn't see the importance in it. I was like, right. what do you need a business plan for? You know, we're just going to go sell houses and you know, you know, knock on wood, I've been blessed because I've been able to kind of keep that machine going. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I sometimes sit back and go, if I'd only done a business plan, even going into 2020, right? you know, I own a business. Um, do I have a business plan? No, because that's not my forte. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I see all the shiny things right. and everything and other things. So it's not important. But if I actually had a business plan and stuck to it and looked at it, maybe not monthly, but quarterly and said, how am I doing? I would probably see where I could make improvement, make cuts right. and spending, you know, maybe 
push forward on certain things that are working real well mm-hmm. um, versus just rolling with the day-to-day kind of right. thing. And, and you know which things to prioritize. And that's the thing that makes it difficult with even, I think you've seen it with some of your builders. You know, you have some builders that just, that they know an issue comes up and they're just like, fix it. Because mm-hmm. it's not worth their time and energy uh, to put towards that little issue. And they can do something else that makes more money um, mm-hmm. by just solving that problem and moving on. And we all have to do that from a business standpoint. We, we always look at where, how much focus do we put on that cost item? Because is it, 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 are we going to spend $1,000 trying to save twelve? You know, is that really where our focus should be? So, and I think that's what a business plan does for all of us is when you put it down in writing and it doesn't have to be great detail, but it also gets you to look at, okay, so I did this, but it didn't really give me the results that I needed. So let me try something new. But instead, if you don't have a plan, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and you're still not getting the result you want. And then you don't know what to do because you have nothing in front of you, no other alternatives, or you, or you don't even have the opportunity to say, hey, I've been doing this for six months and it's not working, you know, and instead of just giving up, maybe it's just a tweak on something, or maybe you have to do more marketing, or maybe you have to do more branding, and somebody can help you with that. Well, I think that that's a great point. Like, I've always, I shouldn't say always, I'm trying to be more pro- proactive, but a lot of times reactive is what happens, and so mm-hmm. I think about when have I ever done a budget for my business or personal. And it's always been when things are getting tough. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, now I've yep. got to figure out it's how to panic mode, panic right? mode, right? Yep. And you get into it and you're like, I could have cut this a long time ago and this mm-hmm. and this and this. But if you're being proactive, right? You know, I mean, you could be using that money where you're maybe throwing it away to something like you're saying mm-hmm. that it's better, that works. And it's hard for people that are energetic, you know, like um, most sales agents are. They're out there. They're wanting to be out with the clients. They're wanting to do the, the stuff that um, they're good at. And it's mm-hmm. hard to take the time down and put attention towards those things. But ultimately, it's, you know, in the long run, it's going to save you. And I think that's where, you know, you say proactive, reactive, and it, it is like that. It's like you go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you realized, oh, I should have taken the time up front to, mm-hmm. to make these few things happen. And, and I didn't. And now I'm in panic mode and mm-hmm. I'm operating on that. And then I'm not making really great decisions or really good um, judgments because I'm in panic mode. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a, a good point. And we all learn and we're all learning. And, and I think that's, you know, for Remax True, for sure, um, that's something that we, we want to do differently with mm-hmm. the agents because we really want them to succeed as a business. It's not, we're not here just to have people hang licenses mm-hmm. and sell houses. We want them to succeed as businesses just like we want to succeed. Well, and that's a great point with Remax True and even Remax overall. So mm-hmm. when I was deciding what to do because I'd been with Remax for 10 years and decided to open my own brokerage. I mean, I looked at everything that was out there, all the different opportunities from at that time I had a team just, I still do, but just moving my team or mm-hmm. did I want to go to, you know, um, another company and open up the brokerage and what kept bringing me back to Remax and I'd had great experience for 10 years, mm-hmm. but it was like Remax, the agents that are with Remax. Um, the goal is that they are, you know, they're, running their businesses within a business and the business that they're within is helping them. It's basically like the legs underneath their business. And, um, they, it's, that's a great thing about this company. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We don't want, you know, here, we just don't, we don't want people coming in that are just hanging their license. Right. And it's not, it's not cheap to work for Remax. No, it Um, isn't. 
So it isn't, I but mean, there's a lot there's of value. benefits mm-hmm. that come along, right? And I think I think it's noted probably with Remax history, right? And and the fact that you see a lot of Remax agents that stay Remax agents and stay where they are for a long period of time, mm-hmm. and I think that is indicative of the fact that they've set up a business and they're operating a business and they have what they need and and they're staying put because turnover of any sort in a business is difficult and costly right so if you're moving as an agent from one place to the other to the other to save that extra one point or that extra couple of points or a little bit more in your monthly fees you're never going to be able to operate as a business because once you I mean, and you call it chasing this shiny object and that mm-hmm. tends to be a personality trait with agents and they think that there's something better 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 but the the fact of the matter is is you know I remember saying one time to um, a, a agent that I worked with every time a new CRM came out they switched to that CRM Mm -hmm. and they would say well so-and-so is using it and they're like this very successful agent and I I would say they're a very successful agent because they started with it and they built it and Mm -hmm. they stayed with it and you've changed from one to the other to the other and all that has cost you not only time but how do you move all of your data from Mm -hmm. one database to another so this is a kind of thought process that and guidance I think that we look to help our agents with, and I think Remax in general does, and that's how to build a business and how to make money and how to put the things in the right places, you know. Well, and you know, that's a great point you were saying was how agents, yeah, sometimes you think it's it's better for whatever reason to jump around and that kind of thing, and, and it's true. Like I've told agents um, that I've had clients come back to me 10 years later and say, you know, they want to work with me, and I'm like, how did, you know, I haven't been great about, communicating with them and I was like how did you find me like are, did you have my number still on your phone from mm-hmm. 10 years ago and they're like no actually we remembered your first name and we remembered that you're with Remax mm-hmm. and a lot of agents don't realize like when you're branding yourself your name and the company you're associated with people remember those things and so mm-hmm. if you keep jumping around they're gonna have a hard time especially if you don't have, like my right. name's maybe not as you know, out there, there's not t- tons of people with my name. That's like right. If you have a name like <laughs> Sue or Mike, and right. you, Mike goes from KW to this, to this, to this, and, right. you know, whatever companies that are out there, well, you type in Mike and that. You're not going to find them. You're going to have a hard time. Right. So That's true. Um, they that, really need to brand themselves within their business. They do. And I think that, again, not being with a business plan and not being with um, understanding the costs involved when you move to another brokerage because you're saving, you know, an, an extra percentage point or a couple percentage points on your commission, have you really considered what the transition is going to cost you, you know, and are, are you going to get enough value, more value out of that next move to make it make it make business sense, you mm-hmm. know, um, it may make sense out of your next check because you're going to get, you know, 10% more. But have what's the cost involved to get that 10% more. And those are things that I don't think anybody really counsels agents on you know they're they go through get a license they they are really good at working with people and selling houses and it's exciting for them and and that's what they want to do but the whole backside of it is is that if you really want to be successful these are the things you have to do and does and nobody comes into the business out of real estate school first knowing how to even really sell a house or all the things that are involved even in that process of understanding mortgages and understanding you know types of loans and understanding what buyers are looking for mm-hmm. or how to how to appeal to a buyer um, or counsel a buyer or educate them on a mm-hmm. purchase of a house they got to learn all that in, in addition to all of the documents that they have to su- 
uh, legal documents that they have to um, write and submit and all this kind of thing. But on the other side, there's a whole business part of it that they don't even get. And mm-hmm. nobody's there to tell them how to do that. It's just like, okay, here's your license. Go go sell a house. And, you know, they, they try and try and try, and they get that first check, and it looks really nice. And they're like, oh, good, I can make a lot of money doing this. Mm-hmm. But how long did it take you to get to that, and what was really the cost involved in that? And you, and I think counseling, you know, people and how to become business people is a is a big advantage and a true advantage that we provide here at Remax True. That's a good. That's yeah. That's that's true. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, I guess one of the last things um, I remember, like when I first came on and to the resale side, because I'd done new homes for ten years, and so I was in resale, and the cost of a sale. Mm-hmm. What, you know, how did you know, how long did it take you to get to that point where you wrote the contract and you actually closed right. it? And I can remember, and it may have been my husband that said it, but I was out with somebody and I think we came up with, we had seen 37 homes. Oh my goodness. And he, you know, my husband was doing the math and he's yep. like, so here's their, their price point. Here's what you're going to make after you pay, you know, your broker and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, and you, you've gone out how many days and how many hours? And he did that for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like basically making less than minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so when do you call, call it off? And I was like, I am so far in now that like, I have to make something happen. Right. Right. And I did end up thankfully selling them a house. I think we got to like 50 something. It was stupid. But then I learned from that, like, how do I do better at getting them narrowing their scope down? Right. And I have actually, you know, and it sounds crazy, but I've walked away from customers mm-hmm. before. We all have. Or clients to. because it didn't make business sense. Right. You know, and so I think those are things we learn as yep. we go. And so not everything is, you know, going to be so straightforward. But if mm-hmm. you're placed yourself with a good company where there is a lot of experience, you can learn kind of through them. Um, another big thing is, you know, you know, if you're new, new, get a mentor. Like, you know, don't just go into it and think you can just pull off this. Absolutely. So yeah, you have to have that guidance. And, and even like you were saying, you know, driving all around and all the costs is ex- in, in, associated with that, you know, and then not even knowing enough to say, okay, well, maybe I didn't make a lot of money. And I know you're, Tamara, you're really good at this because you think about it all the time in business, but, um, but at least am I going to get some more deals off of this person mm-hmm. and making sure that at the close of that contract, you get a great review from them. If, if all that cost that's involved and you've, you've spent it and now you're not making that much, but there is value, get a referral, get mm-hmm. a couple referrals, get a good review, make sure that the client has responded to help you in your future, in your future business. And those are all business things to think about that, that I don't think agents are, are geared to do when they come out of school or and they're just starting being in it in year, for yeah. years. So I guess to sum it up, we've actually taken it from basically setting up a business plan to when you go show houses, figuring out what, how much it's going to cost right. you to, you know, how do you brand and, and everything. So there's a lot to learn in this business. That's um, true. Remax true. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, we know how to do it. And um, we've got great guidance, you know, with you being heavily involved with the agents and stuff like that. And then we have a lot of great people in here. So right. Absolutely. Um, guess we'll wrap up. But All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. Same here. And thank you for being part of the show and stay tuned for the next podcast. Thanks for having me.